Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren, and thank you, my dear listener, for being with us again for another exciting edition of The Coaching Show. Today, you've chosen, you've chosen wisely to be listening today because today is that once in a quarter, that blue moon opportunity, that once in a while, but not too often time, that we get to talk to somebody from the International Coach Federation. Not only are we going to be talking to him, he's the guy in charge of research and education. And I am, I, he's been with us before. He's dynamic. He knows a lot about a lot of stuff. And this is going to be a good hour of my day. And I trust yours too. Uh, let's see. We need to let you know a couple of things. First of all, full disclosure, we're a media partner with the International Coach Federation. We are proud to be in our fourth year of media partnership. That means that they like us enough to partner, and we love them, of course, so we're uh, delighted to partner with the International Coach Federation, and it's an opportunity for us to support the folks involved in the association and the fine work that they do on our behalf, on behalf of coaches everywhere. The uh, International Coach Federation, also known as the ICF, is the leading global organization dedicated to advancing the coaching profession. They do that by setting high standards, by providing independent certification, the PCC, MCC, and ACC certifications that coaches work so hard for, as well as by building a worldwide network of trained coaching professionals and by accrediting those coach training opportunities, including coach training programs, um, the CCEUs that we get from uh, things we participate in, and more. It's the world's largest organization of professionally trained coaches, and it thereby elicits instant credibility for all of its members, including me. And I trust you. The ICF is committed to connecting professional coaches with the tools and resources we need to succeed in our careers. To learn more about the ICF, to stay up to date on the latest news, to find out about things like we're going to find out about today, as well as the events like the upcoming Converge Conference and the last Converge Conference, which was the first um, international global conference that they've had in about five years, go to coachfederation.org. And, of course, you can follow them on Twitter at at, that's at at, ICFHQ. We have an ICF representative on this year's show, the coaching show, each and every quarter, to let you know about the goings-on, and today is that day. First, let me introduce you to an extraordinary coach, a delightful human being, a great, talented entertainer, Casey Carden. She's a life, leadership, and business coach, a creative multipreneur. That's a title I'm, I'm so stealing, creative multipreneur. She's a graduate of Vanderbilt University, the University of Tennessee, and accomplishment coaching. She maintains a flourishing coaching practice. Uh, her clients can be found thriving at companies including Google, Etsy, Disney, and some of New York's top finance firms on your television screen, on your Kindle. She is a talent herself and supports people in living a more powerful and fully expressed life. Casey Carden, hello. Good morning. How Thanks are you? I'm, you know, I'm good. I got a little thing. Um, <laughs> uh, you would look around outside. Where are you today? I'm in Brooklyn today. Brooklyn! Yep. Don't yep. you have to say it that way? I, th I thought that was a thing. All right. Uh, you <laughs> tell us about yourself because you're not just a coach. You're like also a performing artist. Give us a little, give us a little uh, middle A there. It's true. The, I am a creative multipreneur. Um, I am an opera singer. 
I just actually starred in the world's first virtual reality opera. Dang. So if you guys are curious about that, you can go to Samsung VR's website and look up the Parksville Murders. It is a horror opera. Um, really? Mostly... Aren't they all? I'm kidding. I'm teasing. <laughs> I mean, somebody usually does die in them. So True. sort of. Yeah. In this one, I'm, I'm mostly dead in a bathtub. It's uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but it's, it's pretty groundbreaking. And, and that's part of what I love about performance is doing, you know, creative, groundbreaking, um, experimental works, um, like actually works that get you out of your comfort zone as a performer. So it all kind of ties together for me with coaching. Um, I also help produce and perform in an opera burlesque show here in New York city once a month. Opera. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me get that. Opera (laughs) burlesque. Okay. All right. I'm with you. Yes. You can go to laoperaburlesque.com and check it out for yourselves. Uh, yeah, what else am I working on? Um, just did that you can tell us about. all sorts of things. I'm in Girls' Night, the musical. I'm in a touring musical. Wow. Um, and throughout all of that, also coaching clients during the day. That's amazing. And uh, based on what you've said, all your clients aren't also opera singers or performers. You have some of those as well as your uh, big uh, corporate people? I actually do not have a lot of opera singers on my current client roster. I have some writers, um, some actors, um, a lot of people who are working other in other places, but have some sort of creative spirit or a creative, you know, hunger that they want to figure out what to do with. So people who are also in that sense, multipreneurs, they're passionate about a lot of different things and they're kind of figuring out how to tie it all together and fit it all in while also, you know, having a life and relationships and friends and all that good stuff. Nice. You're here to tell us it is possible. It is totally possible. It's not just possible, but it's super exciting and fun and fulfilling. There's a there's been a time in my practice where my practice changed, my coaching practice. There was a time where I was dealing with only people on relationship issues. There was a time when uh, I was dealing with only creative artists, you know, composers, bands, um, performers, all kinds of people like that. And then there was a time that I was only dealing with um, corporate execs. Do, do you want to know? Do you want to know what the most fun was? What's the most fun? The the crazy creative artists. They're <laughs> crazy. They're they're insane sometimes. Like the things that they'll bring to coaching. It's just like <laughs> I've actually never had this before. Um, I love it. Yeah. And you know, and there's a that creative spirit. There's also a lot of hunger there. People are really they're just like hungry and ambitious and so driven to to get it out into the world. You know, their creativity just like it's just bursting from them, and it makes people so fun to coach when they're that ready and hungry for something so yeah not so much when they're bursting but but the other (laughs) all right well it's delightful to have you here and thanks for joining us from your palatial manse in uh, brooklyn listen you as i said our guest today he is an extraordinary guy we're delighted to welcome him back he's been here before and what a cool job mark ruth have, have you heard him before have you talked to him before have you do you know this guy I have not. I've, oh. I've done some. I've done some homework so, before the show today, so good. I'm super excited to meet him. Good job in the 27 minutes you had before. Okay, good. Mark I'm a fast uh, learner. <laughs> Mark Ruth is the director of research and education. He's been with us before. He joined the International Coach Federation more than a decade ago, and he's decaded, dedicated. I'm going to practice my English language and enunciation. Uh, most of his time developing and expanding the ICF's global research and education departments. 
Among his many duties have been the oversight of nearly a dozen global industry studies on the coaching industry since 2006. Before joining ICF, when he was a, a young, carefree man, Mark served as a market research analyst for the National Tour Association, where he managed an economic impact study of the North American group travel industry. We're delighted to welcome back to our microphones Mark Ruth. Hello, sir. Well, hello, Christopher. Thanks for having me back, and it's very nice to meet you, Casey. Nice to meet you, Mark. This is so polite. This is this, already this is more polite than most of the uh, social <laughs> gatherings I've been to. Recently. We'll see where we go from here. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Casey. Do you want to get up get up in this piece about how the ICF and Price Waterhouse Coopers work together on studies? Mm-hmm. Tell us all about it, Mark. Oh, really? <laughs> I'd be happy to. Right, Do you have a specific Mark. question? Or I can just kind of give you a little background for those that maybe aren't aware. Yeah, uh, think- as you mentioned um, in your introduction, Christopher, we've done now nearly a dozen studies over the last 10 years. PwC has been involved with all but one of these studies, uh, really, and they've just been a really valued thought leader for us. Not only are they um, extremely accomplished in terms of global research, but they're also a, a firm that uses coaching quite extensively. So they understand coaching. They certainly understand the ICF. And um, I just I just can't imagine trying to take on such ambitious industry studies like this without a partner like PwC. Now, that's that's great praise for them. But I want to, uh, in case people are starting to nod off around around studies or industry studies, we actually learn stuff from this. You're a guy in charge of not only research but education, which means we got to get some takeaways here that we can use. Will you sure. give us, I know you've done this um, before, not quite every five years, right? Did it in 2010? Was that the first one? Of this particular study, this is the third time we've completed it. And the study, I guess I should mention, is called the Global Consumer Awareness Study. Um, We've done different studies with PwCs. Uh, Over the time, we've done, in fact, a a global coaching study, which Mm -hmm. is more about the practitioners. Uh, We've also done that three times. But this is the most uh, recent rendition of the consumer awareness study that we're talking about. And you started in – the first one was in 2010. Then you did it again in 2014. And now 2017, how come uh, ex- the acceleration here? Is there, is there more to learn? Are we finding that the consumer of coaching is, is changing a lot faster than we expected? Absolutely. Uh, I think um, the reason we began this particular design of study, and just so everyone knows that these are grassroots consumers all around the world, um, the only thing they have in common really is is that they meet a certain age and um, other demographic requirements. But beyond that, we have no preconceived notions that any of them have uh, any awareness of coaching or have participated in coaching. So when we first commissioned the study in 2010, it was because uh, ICF had done a lot of research on its own membership and, and of, of the coaching profession, a little bit of navel-gazing if you like, but we really hadn't um, – done any external evaluation of how we were perceived or the profession was um, from just general consumers around the world. So that's what was the impetus beside behind the 2010 study. And to your point earlier about the repeating of the study, um, we're, we're actually changing quite quite rapidly around the world in terms of the composition of our membership. So we want to try to adapt this particular study, change the nations that are involved to where it's always relevant to the global coaching profession. And so um, as we're becoming more dispersed as a membership, um, you know, right now we have fewer than 50 percent of our members are in North America. That was very, very different when I started um, 11 years ago. We were almost 
three fourths of our membership in North America at yeah. that time. Yeah. So so we have to continually add nations to the study to still cross a, a meaningful threshold. In this case, it's about 90 percent of our membership critical mass is represented in these nations that were studied. And we also, because we're global, have to continue to offer it in uh, and support it in other languages. Right. So you may have seen that we've we've delivered this particular study in 17 different languages. Holy bajoli. I didn't know there were 17. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the man? I want to ask you everything all at the same time, but let's start with. So, how is the consumer and consumer awareness of coaching changing? Well, changing over time, um, you have to contextualize that. I think Christopher into um, the age of the consumer and, and really where they live in the world. Um, for anybody that may have already seen the global coaching study work. Um, that we did with PwC um, back in 2012, we really uh, redesigned that to identify what we would consider an established or an emerging market for coaching. And if you think about it in terms of geography, uh, North America, Western Europe, and also Oceania or Australia are really our established markets. Coaching's been around for the longest period of time in those areas. Um, the infrastructure is really supporting coaching. So you have more training schools in those areas and, of course, more coaches. So when you look at contrasting that with the emerging markets, so Eastern Europe, Latin America, Asia, and, of course, recently Middle East and Africa has been very active, um, you notice that the actual practitioners are different. They they are younger, by and large, in the emerging regions. Um, they obtain their training in different ways. And so when we really uncovered this dichotomy, we also noticed that their clients were different. Um, I think coaches who were at least initially established in North America or Western Europe, um, they've been around for a little bit longer. So they have had to sell coaching, if you like, to their constituents and their potential customers around the world because people were still trying to figure out what coaching was when they gave it uh, a start really in the emerging regions. I think coaching has already begun to take on. There's a, a little bit of a, a, an excitement in some of these areas. There's a novelty factor, perhaps organizations are embracing coaching a little bit earlier in their, um, in their life cycle. So I think to your question about the consumers, it only makes sense to study how the consumers are reacting in these regions. And that is where you do see quite a bit of differences, not only in the age of the consumer, but also where they happen to live. Wow. Let's get Casey in here. Casey, what do you want to know? I'm actually curious about what you guys discovered about um, the millennial consumer. There's a lot of buzz around appealing to millennials and what are millennials buying and how do we you know, sell to them, grab their attention. What did this study reveal about that? Well, there is a lot of depth on all the generations, but of course, everyone, when you talk about the different generations, they, they kind of immediately want to go to millennials. Um, they are a large cohort. In terms of categorization, in fact, um, they're so massive. And just so everyone knows, we're talking really about people born between, say, 1983 and 96. Um, we actually have subcategorized them into three different distinct groups because hmm. they take on very different personas. So young millennials, that's those like 21 to 24-year-olds. Then you'd have a core millennial 
25 to 30, and then mature millennials, um, so 31 to 34 years old. They're almost at the, the cusp of being Gen Xers. If you think about how different um, individuals will be within these three bands of millennials, they couldn't be more different. I mean there are different ages and stages in their lives. Um, young millennials, some of them are still in college or just out of college, maybe getting their first jobs. Whereas mature millennials, uh, you know, have, we, have been we have probably. To come, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have to come up with a different title for that third group. <laughs> oh, the mature millennials. <laughs> yeah, have you met them? Because we can't call them that. I'm sorry. Keep mature going. Mature in age, not necessarily development. <laughs> right. I'll say. Yeah, uh, I, I have a couple of them in my house as well. Oh so. my goodness! All right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm but that's a great point. But that, but they are starting to form their own families, Christopher. So I mean, they uh, they really it, it's unfair to characterize them as the same as the younger part of that uh, generational band. So so I guess to your to your point, um, we do know that millennials have a higher level of awareness about coaching. Um, so on this study, the, one of the benefits of the consumer awareness study is we go in with again, as I said, no preconceived notions. So we ask them just kind of indicators. Are you aware of the field of professional business and or life coaching? Just so we don't get any confusions about, say, the athletic side of right. coaching. Right. And um, you know, if you if you cut the twenty seven thousand surveys that we collected for this study into the generational bands, millennials had the highest level of awareness. Out of all the generations. Now, I'll, let me identify the generations. One of the reasons we expanded the study, not only in terms of, of nations, but we also began a little, um, an exercise in allowing younger consumers to participate. Wow. So the first two times we did the study, we, we cut off the threshold at anyone 25 years or older. Uh, for this study, we actually – allowed people who were 18 and older. So when we did that, it really unearthed uh, Generation Z. So some people have called this the homeland generation. I mean, we're still kind of figuring out what we want to call this generation, but these are people that are really 20 and younger. Um, they are also demonstrating different characteristics than millennials. So you have essentially the youngest that we studied was Gen Z, all the millennials, Gen X, just a little bit older than millennials, those are 35 to 52-year-olds currently. Baby boomers, that's a, a very large cohort, 53 to 71 years old. And then, of course, we actually even studied people that were um, older than that. We combined what they would call, say, the greatest or the silent generations into one one group, so anyone gotcha. over 72 years. And and so we have actually quite a few responses from all of those individuals. That's awesome. What uh, I'd love to get at least one takeaway from the uh, boomers. What are you finding as people are getting into what we used to call the golden years, but more and more, you know, I, I think a lot of those folks actually become coaches. Any, any surprising takeaways or any big changes from previous um, – research in that group? Well, absolutely. I mean, some of this will be anecdotal, but without a doubt, in terms of those supplying the coaching, um, at least within the ICF membership, baby boomers represent the largest segment, hmm. um, without a doubt. They, um, you know, on this survey that we completed the study here, um, we had a significant response from baby boomers. In fact, um, it was, if you think about it, the the very youngest 
responses that Gen Z. We had about four percent of the responses from them, and about four percent from the the greatest or silent generation. But we had about a third of the responses on this survey from baby boomers, and that allowed us to do a lot of cross tabulation uh, data when we got to the analysis stage. But if you think about it in terms of overall awareness, they already had uh, quite a bit of heightened awareness about coaching. Um, and over time, uh, we've noticed that um, I, I don't want to use the term novelty effect too much because I, I mentioned a moment ago and talking about established versus emerging regions. But I think um, what we've learned from other studies is as coaches become that age group, they're also uh, by and large transitioning into different types of coaching. So if you look at the life cycle mm. – you you might start off after you get your coach training and you're trying to establish your practice. Um, you may be what people would typically refer to as a life coach or a life vision enhancement coach. What we've noticed from other studies is once they get to about that three to five year mark in their experience, many of them will transition into the organizational coaching sector. Um, when they do that, by default, their their client base changes somewhat. Right. They'll start to coaching people in an organizational context, which also means they're coaching on different areas, but also their clients are, are going to skew a little bit older. Um, so I guess Gen, Gen X and Gen Z couldn't be more different, but baby boomers and Gen X um, have a little bit of the same characteristics in terms of um, their ability to understand what coaching is. There's there's one thing that's, that's pretty ironic. I mentioned earlier about millennials having uh, a heightened level of awareness of what coaching was. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they think it is. So if, we, if you go and kind of drill down a little bit, when we asked them if they had awareness of life I – mean, I'm sorry, of professional business or life coaching, they were the generation that, that represented the highest level of awareness. Later on, we – do a little checks and balances on that, and we provide some definitions of not only coaching but other uh, modalities such as consulting and training and mentoring and even therapy or counseling. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't list those names of those modalities, but we list what we would consider an appropriate definition, and we ask them to say, which of these do you think coaching is? Yeah. And um, they weren't always right about that, millennials. Sometimes they would confuse it with mentoring. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's that's you, Casey. That's your problem. It's your generation. <laughs> that's why we brought Casey in. She's young. She she is one of these people. We're trying to explain what coaching is to her. I'm She's actually crazy. just over the line of a millennial. I'm more mature than the mature millennial. Well, you don't seem it. I don't know what this means? Surprise! Oh. <laughs> Are you crazy? So, creative you don't always artist. seem like a mature that's... millennial yourself. Let's be real here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maturity. Well, we got to take that term out. <laughs> What what did you want to get to, Casey? Well, There's so I'm so curious much. about what you know, what either from the research or from you know our collective expertise, you know, what do we do with this with this result, knowing that there are people out there who aren't clear on what coaching actually is or is not, you know, how do we actually implement to make make changes around that? That's a really great question, and I, I struggle with this a little bit, Casey, because. Um, again, I have a, a different perspective working at ICF um, as long as I have. So 11 years when I first began here, there was a lot of that um, 
very intentional education. We were almost trying to protect what we define coaching to be. So we spent a lot of time saying, here's what it's not. It's not consulting. It's not mentoring. It's not athletic coaching, certainly. But that wasn't always a, um, a given when I began here. I have seen it evolve into more readily, more readily um, apparent around the world of what coaching is. So we've actually been um, working with coaches to help them develop their businesses over time. We, we do this wonderful business development series. And one of the takeaways that, say, a branding consultant might share with them is, you know, don't put on your website what coaching is. We're past that. Say who you are. Say how you embody your specialty and who you aim to attract uh, to your coaching practice. So you don't have to bother with saying what coaching is. But then when I see the results from this study, I'm not so sure. I think it absolutely depends on where in the world you might live and the age of the uh, potential client. Uh, You may need to provide some of that um, background justification to, um, to explain the coaching process and how it differs from other modalities. Mm. Well, this is fascinating stuff. And the application, of course, that's, I think, one of my favorite things, Mark, about your position is that you're in charge of research and education. So you actually can see the results of something like this and immediately see the educational need or the opportunity to provide more education. Is it um, sometimes confounding for you to have both roles? You know what? I asked that question and then I looked at the clock. From now on, I'm going to look at the clock first and then ask my question because I've found out <laughs> we're about to take a break. Will you remember the question or allow me to ask it again when we come I back? will. It's a great question, and I will remember it. Thank you so much. Uh, professional radio web podcasting people. Don't try this stuff at home. All right. Um, uh, Casey Carden, how do people get a hold of you if they've fallen in love with the dulcet tones and want to work with you immediately? Well, I don't know how they couldn't have fallen in love <laughs> with this already. Um, you can reach me at the, uh, excuse me, www.creativemultipreneur.com Let's or just... www.caseycardencoaching.com. Oh, that's which easy. Which probably Casey... need to spell. Right. Kay... I actually need to spell either one of them. Exactly. We got millennials <laughs> listening. That's right. I said it. Um, Casey Carden is K-A-C-E-Y-C-A-R-D-I-N. Uh, dot com, or you can go to Creative Multipreneur, M-U-L-T-I-P-R-E-N-E-U-R dot com. Um, Mark, do you want people to leave you alone or do you want people to find out more? Oh, I know. They should get the study, right? They absolutely should. Um, and there's other studies I could direct them to. But for this particular one that we've been discussing, um, absolutely go to the website, coachfederation.org forward slash Consumer Study 2017. That's a landing page. It'll, you can download anything you need from the study. And it's for free for ICF members like me or $15 for non-members. Such a deal. All right. When we come back more, the entire hour with Mark Ruth, the Director of Research and Education for the International Coach Federation, and our special not-in-studio, but just as special guest co-host today, Casey Carter. You're listening to The Coaching Show right here on WSRadio.com, the worldwide leader. Talk back in a moment. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 
Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. 